0: Welcome to Top Tube, a cycling podcast that brings together the joy of amateur riding with the pro-bollocks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Let's just press on. It's become
2: our theme to, <sighs> to the Welcome to Top Good
0: Tube. Good to get the outtake out of the way, the old scripted outtake. Yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> Lovely. Pro-bollocks. <laughs> it takes a lot of effort Pro bollocks. Yeah. We, we are absolutely pro-bollocks on this podcast. Welcome. Yes. <clears throat> all done? Yes? Good. I do want to stop any giggling, all right? Welcome to Top Tube, a cycling podcast that brings together the joy of amateur riding with pro peloton opinion. Joining me this week as ever are the bread pudding to my three days of Japan, David Quainton. Hello. Hello, David. And of course, it wouldn't be Top Tube without Stephen Balby. The, what did I say you are going to be this week? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, something about
1: You were going
0: to be, no, 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 you were going to be the Bernard Matthews to my Michael Matthews. The Bernard Matthews well, to my bling. Was
1: good. I was going to be, um <laughs> sorry, about stew, was it? Literally... Oh, the, uh the beef
2: cobbler to my cobble classic. The right? lamb cobbler. The lamb anyway, cobbler. Anyway, um, anyway. You're going to be a form of meat, Bernard Matthews. Yes. You know, well, I had one,
0: I had one for me, I said it earlier as well. Mm-hmm. I'm. Well, I'm Graham Wilgoffs. <laughs> Hi. Um, so, boys, this week we're going to be talking about Milan-San Reno, mm. the Volta Catalunya, because that was the thing I was going to say, actually, it was going to be your, the Volterol to my Volta Catalunya. Oh, well, you have. Why have you gone so red? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it's just very tragic, This, this, this it? the
1: Volta, It's the, the Volteroll. Well, the Volta Catalunya, for anyone who doesn't know, is a cycling race on this time of year more often than not. Um, what's been going on in it? <laughs> It?
0: What, well, let, before we come to that, what have you been doing this week? David, you always well I have a story to tell the pair of you, which yes. you don't know now. All right. Mm-hmm.
2: So I went to go for a bike ride on Sunday. That's good, a brilliant good story start. in itself. Yeah, there yeah. we are. Um, and An unusual one. I made it uh, approximately to um, the end of the street so the before falling off my bike. Did you? It was uh, landing you on that. my shoulder. Um, it caused me immense pain. What caused you to fall off your
1: bike? Uh, Going very slowly. Uh, yeah, what so caused co- instability? <laughs> caused me to. Fall no, but when head. you go really slowly, sometimes you you know. I
2: could, I wasn't getting my pedal in, so right. I was in my foot in the pedal. So um, so fell you, over, so hit my shoulder on the curb, and um, as you know, I, I had a shoulder injury earlier this season. So I hopped off down to um, the emergency ward for an X-ray and sat in a little room with a guy, and he said, "Well, um, it's not a break." And I was like, well, how can you tell? And he said, because, well, Thomas De Gens not in it. So, therefore, it's not he a break. He didn't say that. No, it didn't
0: happen. None of this happened. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were way too casual about this, <laughs> this entire affair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, will, we will come to Thomas De Gens, uh, another one of Thomas De Gent's marvellous breaks uh, in Catalonia. I have, however, this
2: week been learning about um, uh, the bicycle face. Are you aware of this?
1: I am not aware of this. I am because I've been following on. Instagram feed. What
2: is our Page. Instagram handle? Yeah. Uh,
0: it's Steven? Is it at TopTube? At TopTube Podcast yeah, is the, the word we were looking for yeah. in the end. Yeah. It's, it's at, so um, you've been following it without knowing what it's called?
1: I followed it once. There something about bikes and koalas. Tell,
0: tell, us, tell us about so, Bicycle Face.
2: Um, back in the day when it was not considered a, a very um, feminine thing to do to ride a bike. Uh, well, like nowadays. Nowadays, you know, it's it's very much encouraged. Um, One of the reasons that uh, men said that women shouldn't ride bikes is because they may get bicycle face. And what is considered is that riding a bike puts so much strain on you and you have to... If you think about how (coughs) Fabio Aru, who's gone for an operation, hasn't he, on his... um, uh, face <laughs> no it's ili- iliac nerve which well, we is thinking. your iliac nerve is the one that uh, <coughs> runs down your back, back your legs and basically um, it, if you get it it can make one leg less powerful than the other and that's the problem that he's had so he's Aru has a nasty
1: case of Fabio yeah. Aru face
2: exactly that sort of strained face that he does anyway he's going to be out for three or four months but mm. uh, he famously pulls a lot of gurning faces uh, when he's putting in effort Plus and those also, gurning faces are apparently
1: he's also extraordinarily
2: ugly I mean. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm not
0: going to pretend for a second that I look any better when putting in some serious
2: effort and, and on that a climb. was Considered very uh, unbecoming. It was therefore actively discouraged. In fact, there was there was even um, there was even poetry written about it. So here we this um, well, rhyme. Yeah, here yeah, we
1: are discouraging and um, yeah. This is this is
2: what people were women were told when they Eternalist were well, um, the latest feature discovered by cranks on the faces of ladies fair is known in the great cyclistic ranks of the world as bicycle stair. The stairs, so to said, on the face of the beauty would frighten a mule from the path of duty.
0: I think discovered by cranks is, is, <laughs> is, is the most appropriate line in that um, So yeah, Bicycle face, word. bicycle
2: eye or bicycle stare. So basically Limey. don't ride a bike too much um, in about 1910 because you may end up with bicycle face.
0: You You may end up full of endorphins, feeling a lot better about yourself. Fitter, freer. Well, one of the other issues they that
2: women may feel too good about themselves riding a bike because of the vibrations.
1: But Catholicism <laughs> held purview in Australia at this time.
2: Steve, well, Steve
0: yeah. has a similar problem, of course. <laughs> yes.
1: Well, yeah. God forbid that anyone enjoys themselves, Mr. Pope. Uh, I don't know if the Pope is called Mr. Pope. Anyway, I'm, I'm well, you we spoke about the Pope in, Pope in, in cycling.
0: Something. yeah, well, we we spoke you, about it on maybe, this podcast two weeks ago. You were literally <laughs> sat
1: this far what away I remember, anyway. I was thinking, well, if only he was pro prophylactics? Pro um, yeah. But um, he's not. So yeah. okay. what have you been up to this week? Steve? Um, I <laughs> have <laughs> had a birthday. Yeah, I had happy a birthday. birthday. I'm Ooh. both a year older and as a consequence of having a birthday, a day older. It's, you know, crazy crazy math.
2: Still younger than Alejandro Valverde. Yes. So you can still be well, world that's champion because he's four hundred and twenty-seven. Yes, exactly. So you've got a number um, of centuries to go. Still got a
0: chance, yeah. although you probably look about as good as he does in the uh, in the world champ stripes. No,
1: I look better. <laughs> actually, he's right. No, I take that my initial criticism back. Actually, because I said that he looked rubbish, notably rubbish. Some people
0: don't look good in stripes. Uh, that's yes, that's rubbish. true. Um, I saw him in the black. Oh, they are in the swimming. He was also on a training ride this in is The in point. A black jersey with the stripes. And I thought he actually looked... I mean, this is all totally well, no, because I thought he looked a lot better. Because
1: the clothing manufacturer for Mo- Movistar in ye-he. Europe had, I'm going to say, dropped the ball last season because they rushed out a kit when he won the World Championships for the last race of the season. And he looked pretty crap, to be honest. And, and then over the off-season, they, they essentially improve that out of sight and he's now sporting black shorts instead of the normal movie star navies which is a very sensible decision and he to be fair looks okay now uh still not as good as Sagan but uh who is I mean no one looks as good as Sagan
0: no one looks cooler it's like some sort of official edict from the UCI that no one is allowed to look cooler than Peter Sagan on a bike so what have you actually been up to this week
1: um I was actually trying to get um both of both of you two, to, I was trying to institute a new tradition and say we should go to. There's really no reason living in London that we shouldn't go to races such as Paris Roubaix every year because it's just a short. It's a ride down to a ferry. so it's a it's a sleeve on a ferry, and then a ride to to the a shortish ride to to. Um, the location. So I,
2: I've, I've slept on a ferry before, but dri- I, was, I, was in, I was in a car, yeah, and then and then slept. You know, went upstairs and slept on a seat. What do you do with your bike when you
1: you, hold, you lock it up in the car? Hold. You you do just lock you it up.
2: Really in the car have a I, was, a ferry, I
0: the no, very I same thing <laughs> just crossed my mind. Right. So when I did the uh, London to Amsterdam ride for mm. State Cancer UK a few years ago. Yeah. And won it. <laughs> um, the one and only, yeah, the one and only time. I was a lot lighter Who about were you against? It. Was it a yeah. bit like me playing I was against. <laughs> I was against some of Stephen's favourite people. I was against basically a football crowd on bicycles. Oh, <laughs> so nice. Um Anyway. That's by the by, but we took the ferry from Harwich well, is this over to... the first time to... I've heard about that? <laughs> Extraordinary. Well, because I'm not a boastful man on the whole, actually. When it comes, oh, certainly when it, comes to, when it comes to the bicycle, because you two are that much better than me. Actually, that's another thing to come to, but we'll, we'll come to that in a second. Mm, did you progress to non-Cotton Tops <clears> at this point? I had, yeah. No, this is, this is probably peak... That's why I won. Peak will go on a mm. bike. Right, um, well, what was my point? So we went Harwich to the Hook of Holland, yeah. um, and it's the overnight ferry, um, but yeah, you, you just lock your bike in the in the car, in the carpool car. car I guess deck no one can go anywhere with it, can and, they? And, well, so the only thing is, that in a ride like that, you've got safety in numbers because mm. there are that many bikes there. Presumably, you'd have a fair number of people taking their bicycles over, so you might still have that same safety in numbers. But as ever, if you are locking up a bicycle, the thing you have to do is make it less appealing than the the one next to it mm. or the one in, the, you know, in in close proximity. The other thing I was coming to was we've had a bit of listener feedback, haven't we, on who the the, the sort of established hierarchy oh, yeah, between yeah, the yeah. three of us. <laughs> and she said she she thinks she's got it by now yeah. and that I am obviously the, the fattest and slowest. That David, you're, you're, you're somewhere... You can
1: tell that you're overweight. You're, yes, you're just by sort of <laughs> listening.
0: <laughs> just <laughs> a
1: booming um, voice.
0: <laughs> David, you're somewhere in the middle. Yeah although probably slightly further towards Stephen well, uh, no, at this I'd
2: point. I'd say in the middle is probably...
0: And Stephen, you are far and away, having been... Yes, as much as David's... You are far and away the, the best climber and cyclist. He's,
1: he's still currently at least 15 kilos hot heavier than me. Oh, yeah, indeed. But, you yeah.
0: know, I'm more bad. Uh, Steve, with, with you being the... Um, not only the most experienced cyclist, but also the most proficient. You'd think you'd dress better, wouldn't you, on the bicycle? <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. <Yeah. laughs> Stop rising to yeah. it, though. <laughs> All right, okay. Good to see you. You've come along again in your suit. And just
2: to make that, yourself feel uh, like a proper
0: cyclist, you have the to
2: The
1: last time I rode a bike, before. I was wearing a suit. That was still the last time I rode a bike. Uh, I was still, still haven't progressed from, from running, because I was just trying to finish off a, a plan I had for, for running. But when uh, are you going to start like, your
2: Marmot training?
1: Next week. And it's and then how much training are you going to be doing a week? Um, as much as I can of... So what, six days a week? Miles. Yes, I'll do few, three to four hundred kilometres a week for six weeks or so before trying to do some... With the aim of hitting the seven, seven hours? Well, yes, let's say that. Yeah. Yes. anyway good there's well, no you, reason you... not to go to Paraguay everyone uh, but it, what what struck me is that the potential for photographs now I don't um, sorry I've talked over you Graham there but I was just gonna this is my point <laughs> for the day which is you know when people go to sports events and they and they watch them through their phones these days mm. now in the first instance try not to do that because you might end up not realising that a cyclist is coming towards you and as we've learned from which race was it was it the terrain? Oh, gosh, yeah. you yeah. should yeah. always look when you're crossing the road at the best of times, but the, certainly the, the during the first a first stage, isn't it? The TT. Yeah, that was the yeah. the TT. team TT. Yeah. Is yes. any word on whether that guy sustained Appar- No, injury? no, apparently he was fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Amazingly. It's two, it's slight, vikes, two <laughs> yeah. bikes hit him. Right. In the image. And they Richard, must have been
0: going 60k. We've got the
2: video yeah. on our Instagram feed.
1: If you go back a couple well, of weeks.
2: Because he posts, laid that off.
0: While EU licensing laws on copyright allow it. Oh, yes. No,
1: yeah. But what struck me is that. You're never going to get closer to the riders as you are are during a, a hard trench. Um, section during Paris Roubaix where they're skirt, you yeah, they're brushing their elbows against you and going relatively slow along those cobbles, and another parallel kind of opportunity for some great photography, particularly if you stand mm. on it. Yeah, within corner.
2: within a kind of hundred miles of where we are right now. So, yeah. are you going
0: to pray for rain because it will give you a better picture of the riders, or are you going to pray for a dry Roubaix because it will Steve is your, the only person who wants to drive. It will make day. your watching experience that much more comfortable. Mm.
1: I like the dust that they
0: kick up. Actually, I don't. I. Well, apparently, you feel ill if you ride through the dust, and you're coughing up dust for mm. sort of weeks afterwards, or yeah, well, yeah. a couple of weeks afterwards.
2: Well, we I mean, we've all ridden according through. To, according to Magnus, Bastard. we've all ridden somewhere dusty, and, and, <laughs> and, and
0: which isn't even as
2: uh, you know any, anywhere near as uh, as hardcore as that is, and you still feel
0: still you still so. cough it up afterwards. Feel, yeah. Apparently, you feel like you got flu. Right then. Well, shall we move almost seamlessly into? Last weekend's Milan-San Remo. It's
2: a good race, wasn't it? Wonderful race. Well, wonderful wonderful race, last 10, 20k, yeah.
0: 10k. Yeah. It was from the, it's, it's the Poggio, really, isn't it? The Cipressa doesn't really... It, and there, was a, there, wasn't a, there was a decent attack on I thought pressure, it. Was, yeah. I thought it was about the slowest climb of the Cipressa that I can remember.
1: That's because oh, they only what? really started halfway up and that, interestingly enough, you mentioned that, was the reason cited plus the, rest, the preceding race was relatively uh, tame. Until that point, that was the reason given by Gazzetto Dello Sport for it being one of the fastest ever climbs of
0: the Poggio. Uh, the Poggio. Yeah. yeah. And a really select elite group. An unbelievably, if you were tuning in for the last 10k, yeah. then you would have seen an unbelievably exciting final group. So we had... Well, as is always the way of, uh, that race. Um, no, not, all, I mean, not always. Mm. You don't always have the most recognised riders at the front. Yeah, no, but it's usually... a very
1: the last kilometers in that race are always one of the most nerve shredding and heart pounding of, of of the season, and and this this weekend was really so, an exception
0: in that respect. Vaut Vanner, Alaphilippe, Ollie uh, Ollie Na- Nason, who who finished yes. second, yep. you know, eventually. Well,
1: Vanner's and Trentin blew their chances. Well,
0: Trentin was gunning it. though. Yes,
1: yeah. no. Well, it was a tale of kind of race brains really for me, not just pure strength, because. I predicted that Sagan would win. I thought that he would get in a situation... It went according to my prediction in terms of Alaphilippe would have to make the attack on the Poggio, and so he did. And he would be marked in the fashion of Maradona by Gentile. For a football reference there, you're welcome. (laughs) Um, (coughs) And so that proved. And entirely to scripts in that respect, where it deviated from my prediction was that I thought he would be forced to go on the front as the favourite. And he was absolutely amazing, not just in his strength, but in his tactical nous. Yeah, because he immediately, having made the break uh, and split the race, went straight to the back of that group and did no work at all from that point on. Whereas Sagan was again forced into being the one... Do you made think part point? of that
2: was maybe that he also couldn't? I mean, he was—he no, just been, that clever. Yeah, he's it's, it's
1: he's not. He it was the at the that point. He took he the risk. To he said, "I'm going to go back. To, like this is the way I'm going to win the race. And if I'm forced to do the work, I won't be able to. And that is the position that Sagan has always been put in, mm. where he is forced to do the chasing, to force the ride on the front to make the brake work. Yeah, and that always saps his strength. And Sagan, I don't know. You know, I think he was visibly disappointed that he was focused on Valverde on one side and sort of let Alaphilippe go. And it was a relatively it's, slow coming into the finish. And It was. And so, the now, was that,
0: because, was that because they were toast about that, by that point? Because Sagan started his sprint a little bit too late for me. Um, or, or maybe just didn't time it right at all. Well,
1: he was distracted by Valverde and then Alaphilippe went with Ma- Maharic um, in front of him. And... Got a slipstream at exactly the right moment. He stuck at the back the whole time, went at exactly the right moment. He let others do the chasing. He let Trenton and Val um, chase, and if Sagan had been on Alaphilippe's wheel instead of blocked it, then who knows? But you know, he was an absolute master and, and
0: who else was up there on the on the Poggio, David? Who you called actually? Simon Simon Clark. Yeah. 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 He, he, uh, Simon Clark, yeah, yeah. Simon Clark. wasn't. He wasn't finished, finished, it, he he was
1: was finished
2: ninth in the front group. Oh, Very good, just behind no, Mar- Michael Matthews. One. Who uh, no, just ahead. Oh,
1: sorry, of Sorry, Matthews back. was twelfth. What De said was that he was right on. He was right on uh, Alaphilippe's wheel. And knew that Ali Philippe would attack. And after he's not the most punchy rider to begin with, but after a lot of training camps and and preparations for the Giro, he didn't have in his legs that that spring. That, he was he was always sharp, slightly wasn't? behind that front group. Yes. as well. And he it? tried. He said he tried to go to hold Alefleeb's work, and he just couldn't. And then he made it back on the descent, but. From that point on, he was absolutely at his maximum. Once he caught up again, he had absolutely given nothing.
2: what sort of rider he is. I, th- I think that's a pretty remarkable ride, yeah, to be honest. Yeah. And um, the same from Nibbly <clears throat> as well to actually still make it up in that group, given his form so far this year. Yeah. I thought he did very well.
0: Oh, well, easy to forget just how good Nib- uh, Nibbley's ride to win it last year was as well. Astonishing, uh, his, his sort of solo celebrate. I disagree. Really?
1: I think. He he didn't win that because he was the strongest rider. He won it because he attacked, and Sagan made the decision to ignore him, and it, no one chased him. And if he was as heavy as a favorite as Alaphilippe, there's absolutely zero chance he would have got. Yeah, but he near t- he to took
2: his chances. It was remarkable. I'd, I encourage anyone to go and watch the twenty-eight, the last ten k of uh, the twenty eighteen race uh, again. Actually, his his attack was astonishingly committed, and. He wasn't guaranteed to win it until the last 300 metres, at which point he kind of started to slow up. But um, I thought it was incredible. You're you're right that he was, uh, I guess, what's the opposite of a victim of his circumstance? He benefited from the circumstance around him, but it was still an incredibly committed win.
0: So yeah, you mentioned mentioned Michael Matthews there, um, who's had 300 kilometres of, of
1: racing miles this entire season. Has he? Good. So he's uh, done he's uh, done pretty
0: well to take the stage today at, uh, at the Volta Catalina. Uh
2: And today's stage, stage was expected to be a sprinter stage in the end, wasn't it? After yeah. yesterday's, um, and we've already mentioned him once. Well, I've already mentioned him once this podcast. Tomst again, again
0: um, who, remarkable break, uh, as as is his want.
2: It's, it just it's what he does. His ability to ride for fifty kilometers on the rivet is incredible. And there was there was a point about ten k from the end of, of the first stage where they all the whole peloton just were. Uh, well, we yeah,
0: we know who it is, we, and, and and we're I'm not sure that played a part in it. Yeah,
1: for sure. Well, Thomas again wasn't on the rivet because, of course, you can't ride that far on the rivet. What he was doing, he's very smart. He, you know, he makes a he collaborates to some extent with the peloton who will let a gap go, um, because it's in their interests to not have to chase. But as soon as that gap gets too threatening, there will be a signal usually that it needs to be shut down. But they wouldn't have wanted Tom Stigent to end up nearly three minutes ahead of them at the end
2: of the stage though. The Peloton I think underestimated how strong he was at that point. They certainly should have shut him down early. And in fact, if you watched it, the the main protagonists, uh, the the big
1: teams, let the smaller teams do most of the I, chase I, work. I am sorry, I great. actually had no idea that the game won that stage. I assumed you were just talking about a Well that's actually remarkable that he did that. What
0: is what happened there? What what actually happened? he broke early. Yeah. Relatively early. And, and stayed away? With Marte, well, who, who
2: didn't have great legs, and so he spent 60k on the front himself.
1: Right, and but what I'm seeing from the the top 10 there is that that wasn't the sprinter stage. It was second Valverde, then everyone behind that was coming in no, in trims. No, and no. no. Yeah. Second was uh, Shackman.
0: You were looking at the GC. No, sorry. It oh, so always, always helps <laughs> to do your research. <laughs> Talking of which, so no, Michael no, Matthews, no, no. who won today's no, stage... No, no. <laughs> Matthews, you won today's stage. Of course, crashed. I mean, which the to tour of
1: California is at the same time as the Giro, catching them. It is,
0: <laughs> actually, it is. <laughs> 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 I'll get my coat. So this is a tremendous mistake. Lovely. <laughs> Back to Michael Matthews. Yeah. He crashed uh, early in Paris Nice, which did. is why yeah. he has so few miles in his legs, or mm. kilometers in his legs, um, this season. Um, There's been a number of races actually
2: where one would normally, or a number of stages where people, you might have predicted that he'd have have done better than he has. Um, uh, But obviously he's undercooked. But it seems back on it today. He was great at the start of last season, so hopefully. Well, yeah, but
0: the type of race. Milan San Remo was. You don't, I think, finish that high unless you've you've got a bit of form there.
2: <coughs> no, no. I, I, and and say he had another couple of weeks racing it, he might have finished in that first group. I mean, he was always playing catch up. Yeah. Him. He was following Dumoulin's wheels, obviously his wait. teammate, but he couldn't stay there. But no,
0: was no. just a little bit much. Little, and it was just it was way too hot for him to yeah, stick. I think with. in another couple of
2: weeks' time, he probably would have stayed. there.
0: Um, so on to the uh, another uh, another important race this weekend, the Trofeo Binder, um, won by CCC's Marianne Voss. Um To tell us a little bit more about that, our correspondent Hannah Alton.
3: Hi. On Sunday the twenty fourth of March, it was the twenty first edition of the Trofeo Alfredo Binder in northwestern Italy. Um, it's raced in the foothills of the Alps, and it's one of the only women's World Tour events for which there is no men's equivalent version. It's named after Alfredo Binder, who was the first road world champion in 1927, and he was born in Chitilio, which is the location of the finish of the race. Um, it's 131k and it's a climbers race really, but it has a flat sprint finish, so the results are usually decided over the top of the fourth ascent of the areno in the laps around Chitilio at the end of the race. This year's race was a very fast one, with a 40kph average speed which put it ahead of schedule again. Um, Trek-Segafredo were aggressive at the start, especially Yolanda Neff and Taylor Wiles. Uh, then Grace Brown of Mitchelton-Scott attacked on the Areno on the first Giotilio circuit, which was reminiscent of her move on the Van Buren in the Ronda van last week. She held on solo for that whole first lap before CCC Live sent Ashley moorman Passio to drive the last two laps from the front, leaving her teammate Marianne Voss in a really great position to unleash her sprint over the last 200 metres and claim her fourth Trofeo Alfredo Binder victory. Mitchelton Scott's Amanda Spratt took second and Cecile Utrecht Ludwig from Bigler took third. So looking ahead for the rest of the week, we have the Dridags Bruges de Pan this Thursday. It's only the second edition of the women's race and it's almost entirely flat over 134 kilometres in Belgium. Sunday the 31st of March, it's the 8th edition of the Gent-Wevelgem. Uh, it's a mostly flat race but with some cobbles, rough roads, sharp climbs like the Kemmelberg. Um, last year Marta Bastianelli won it, um, fending off Jolien Dore and Kenyon SRAM's Lisa Klein. Uh, she's clearly looking great this year, and will be defending her title. That's confirmed. So if she manages it, she'll be the first to win it back to back. Uh, so let's keep our eyes on the action. Back to you guys,
0: Hannah Alton. There on the uh, the women's Trofeo <laughs> Binder, and in a couple of weeks
2: we'll have a live on the podcast.
0: Yes, and it's about time as yeah, well, actually. Um, so thanks, Hannah. Um, that's the end of part one. Let's play some music. Ooh. Welcome back to part two. Um, were the, we in part two well, before? I don't think we were, no. Mm. I think it was the end of part one before, wasn't <laughs> it? It was tradition. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah. Um, the, the Volta Catalunya, then, uh, yeah. the traditional, well... Arguably, the start of the climbing season, in many ways, no. if you will. On that note, should we talk about our favourite climbs as, as amateurs, or in, in some of our cases, rank amateurs? <laughs> Just how rank <laughs> looking, are looking at myself.
2: Um, why don't you? Ta- why don't you start by telling us? Well, I'm looking forward to hearing what your favourite climbs. You've obviously ridden many mountains with many variously talented cyclists as well.
0: Variously, I rode. I rode a few Pyrenees with. Uh, me the, well I've ridden one with you yeah. I think one yeah which yeah, is of course Autocam yes um, I've ridden several it's, it's with, team, with Team Rwanda With mm. <laughs> are toast this week mate. <laughs> sorry <laughs> come back to us next week you did Tourmalade
2: with Team Rwanda didn't
0: you? I did Tourmalade and the Tourmalade was excellent and that's definitely up there because mm. um, I I paced a chap up there from uh, one of the American guys um called uh, well we his name's not actually Austin mm. but we called him Austin <laughs> so I think I think he's from I think he's from Austin Texas oh, no. so that was definitely up there um because again I think that was that might have been my peak climbing weight right. actually and I'd ridden myself in it was the third day how much um, do you think you weigh uh, probably about 12 stone which for me is pretty good um, but that was, that was with a, that was in a race um called the Trois tap mm. which i don't think is still going um but it's an excellent race um von tu has got to be up there for sheer sort of majestic yeah. history are not and- you interested to so know what it would have been like
1: if in in two thousand and sixteen on the Tour de France stage, which on which on Vontu, they had to cancel it because there was a hundred mile an hour wind. The mist for hours. Well, we were there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly, right. And we and we and we were climbing up a couple of hours running. ahead of the race. I know. And <laughs> I said, "Let's keep going." And Graham was like, oh, I'm a massive." Yeah, well, a massive, 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 massive being the... Um, the, the yeah, and, 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 and then we said... Just how fat is he? The people <laughs> are listening. And we are, said, oh, okay, wondering. fine. We got to the essentially Colombian corner, uh, which was inhabited by Didi. We did watch it devil. with Didi the Devil. Yeah, I know, which was great, and I was happy to stay there, but if we'd have cracked on to the place I wanted to get to, it would have been right at the point at which Kafu was running, and that would have been all time, obviously, but what what I was really interested in is what if we'd gone to the top because um, I've seen videos, I know you have too, of when the, the wind really kicks up in there, mostly in winter. There are famous videos online of people hanging on to telegraph poles and being blown sideways.
2: Their <laughs>
0: bikes literally turn into sails above their You hand. and I, David, rode up there on a gloriously sunny day and, and with we, a we, hardly were breath we were expecting a lot worse. I mean, we were terrible back then though. I, mean, well, I, will,
2: I I will put up a picture of how I was dressed. <laughs> uh, but it was it was a
0: big yeah. a big beast. Um but we, we felt like a big beast by the time we got to the top.
2: Um yeah, it was, it, oh, I, it was it's, a, it's, a, it's a glorious climb because you go through you did know, you stop a kind of a gentle bit. Uh, no I had a lot of railways. So I, I had a baguette there waiting for Graham actually.
0: Well, so my my overwhelming memory from that, apart from the the, obviously the elation of getting to the top um, was cramping up. Um, <laughs> yes. I think just it was about just after the half... Tom just after the Tom Simpson yeah, yeah, it wasn't that, memorial, it? I think.
2: I think it was so. There's a kind of sweeping right before you then got the steep left up yeah. before the last uh, and uh, yeah. So I think it's about one and a half k before the end.
0: And I can I, it was like being shot. I've never known cramp quite like it, but that's what you get because I you and I I'd, I'd gone off and mm. you had overtaken me. Mm. It was the bike, it was the hire bike where I had to get off and manually change yeah. from the big <laughs> ring to the little ring as well. Yeah.
2: And my one would only select prime number gears.
0: <laughs> so we, we did it, we, it was, we always like, did it with a, a proper handicap, yeah. even, even more so than uh, than our own ability at the time. Um,
1: Can I ask, when you got to the final corner and you presumably didn't know it was there? What Well, the tower's a dead giveaway. Oh, no, but the final corner is famously <laughs> incredibly steep. It's like a wall. Oh,
2: by then it was like
0: by I'd then you you can you're being sucked in by the the sort of tractor beam. Yeah, but the first time that. I
1: did it, I didn't know it was there. So or well, I'd seen it on TV, but I didn't know it was quite that steep. And the point is, it's so steep that actually when I got there, I suddenly had a panic and thought, I can't get up there. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't get up. I re- the will is there. So the finish is just I was literally
2: punching myself in the thighs to avoid cramp because that's a way of doing
0: it best Coca-Cola ever actually that's quite a good way of me- measuring your favourite ever climb <laughs> so the tourmalade is definitely up there and what did you do uh, afterwards? did you come back down the same way um, or go all the way down the other way I punctured on the way down and so uh, and, and being a bit of a wimp of a descender anyway yeah, I do and I so I stopped in a, in a car park next to what I thought was an empty sort of tour bus <laughs> uh, and after about 10 minutes the doors opened and it, it just a uh, probably about 30 French OAPs there on a day trip sort of poured out and each one of them sort of stopped to, uh, to sort of sympathize with me that I'd, I'd, because I'd obviously punctured them and been sat in there for a while. Um But they all wanted to do it in French. Obviously my horrible, horrible pigeon French disappointed every single <laughs> one of them. So I'd just like to apologize to that person, uh, uh of day trippers. I'm, I'm sure. There is. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Desolé. Um, David, uh, so you, which is your paper? Hmm. I well, I don't. I, I don't know. If I can pick between them, I don't, and I'll probably think of a different one. You'd ask me on a different day, and they'll be different. But, but today, I can't choose between the tourmalade. Probably the tourmalade for for the what? the fact that it was being you, you're part of a team, and and I'd paste um I'd paste Austin to the top as well. But what about
2: the what the characteristic of the climb itself? I mean, it's not. It's it's, it's tough.
0: Tough climb, at all, In fact, I, I, I just the thing I remember the most is the way down and how enjoyable that was because the, the descent you can see every mm. single corner. The only thing that I thought was going to be um, was going to prohibit me from, from sustaining any sort of real speed was the the wildlife on either side of the road, the cows right. on either side of the road. Yeah, um, cars coming up the other way. Well, you can see them from a long, long way <coughs> off, so you're okay. As usual with climbs, because you've got the selective memory of what's really, really hard. Yeah, yeah, you often forget what was most difficult, and I can remember going through the sort of the the snow tunnels on the tourmaline and, and going past the the ski station on the way to the top, and just thinking this is hard. But and the other thing that really helps is having. Someone alongside you who you know is suffering much more than you are.
2: It's always great to be cycling with someone Which is probably why you need to enjoy cycling <laughs> with me so much. No, I, I, generally, the, the best person to, to climb any mountain with is someone who is slightly worse than you.
0: What would you, uh, what would you pick?
2: So my favourite climb is uh, Sacalobra. In Mallorca. Mark obviously.
1: favourite Mark Cavendish's climb. Mark favourite, <laughs> how many drinks have you? <laughs> Mark got?
2: Cavendish's least favourite climb uh, because you have to ride down it, to go back up it, and one of the reasons it's my most favourite climb is because that. I absolutely
1: destroyed Stephen up it. Um, he was. Well, that's that's the point though, isn't it? Because climb is a climb, and they all have hairpins, they all have trees, they all have nice views. What separates them in our memory is who we are with and what form we had, yep. and how we felt. How did you feel at that time that day? Uh, bad. Well, because. Graham um... beat you up as well, didn't No, he, he? didn't. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm not actually accepting this. I've <laughs> let this go for a while now. It's just bullshit. It's just, um, <laughs> is it? Technically, my bike. And
0: this was last year. The fat man beat you up there. And well, then when
2: you asked me to fix your bike, it took me 10 seconds. So I put it to you that because you'd have been that great. <laughs> <in your laughs> uh,
1: anyway, you yeah, know, I caught my, core, my chain caught on the wrong side of the chain mm. stop, ironically. Um, I'd already
2: dropped you by that point
1: now, The only reason that happened was because I had jumped, I had cycled well ahead of Graham to take a picture of him coming mm. through the arch. And then,
2: I, and then I caught up to you and passed you, didn't I?
1: No, that yes. was far beyond, that was far below. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I just, I had no form, and we were all wretched form, and I didn't have any fitness, and we were say we were going to do five hundred kilometers in three days, And we didn't, yeah, because we were horrendously unfit, and except you who'd been doing some commuting, yeah. and and I was the le- the least fit I'd ever been in any respect, and so we started that climb, and I was already, you know, done in, and and I thought, oh well, I, you know, I've never lost to David before, so I'll just set a pace, and it will probably just. You know, burst into flames behind me or something. At least that's what I hoped. And then, and then I got two kilometres in of this nine kilometres climb and realised I'm in trouble. And then, oh, there's David. Um, crap. Uh, how can I salvage pride? Well, I can't because I also attacked him and now he's just riding past me, whistling in that way. Either. And Mike's saying, are you okay? And I know, and I know inside that he's just thinking, ha, I've beaten you, ha, ha, ha. And, and if he'd have just said that and said, ha, you're, you're, you're W, <laughs> that would have been fine. But the fact that he couldn't and was just like, you're right, and giving it all the faux concern.
2: I was concerned. I want to make you know. sure you're okay.
1: I was worried about and it. And I had to say, no, I'm just going to have to wait for Graham. you really worried about how we do you. Uh, yes. <laughs> and, then, and then me and Graham rode up the rest of it in a in a face-off of who could be the most pathetic, <laughs> and, uh, and we close one thing. We'll <laughs> yeah, and uh, that was most definitely the most I suffered physically, yet, not including weather or having crashed.
2: I, um, I to be fair, I blew up with about two kilometres to go on that, and so that was confident. really slow. Um, by the time it got to the famous corkscrew, it's a climb that actually ends up going back in on itself. It's um, it's a remarkable climb in many ways. Uh, it has a, a little forest section at the bottom. Beautiful and then, picks as well we got. Yeah, and then it opens up in this amphitheatre, and then it goes back on itself. So it's a great climb, as it is. But as you say, a lot of what makes a climb good in your memory is just because I felt pretty good, <laughs> Yes, yeah, even though I blew up, which is just a sign of me <laughs> not being able to pace myself. But I had good legs yeah.
0: that day. Well, Steve, I'm glad that Over is your favourite. <laughs> um, is that your least favourite? <laughs> I don't have a least favourite. Um, is that
1: the worst you've ever been on a climb? Yes, that's the worst. Um, it was a very beautiful climb and the descent was fantastic. So, yeah, I recommend it. Actually, I don't actually because there's a lot of easier climbs to get to. It's not worth it, frankly. Mallorca is a very good place to go to because of all the cyclists there um, and it's very enjoyable. But to Sacalaba, it's out of the way and you have to, from the, the approachable side, you have to cycle up it, then down it, then up it again. And, and I didn't know about the port at the time, and, and when someone said, well, "Yeah, you've got to do that," I was like, "Come again? Uh, can you explain that?" You to don't me? have to always get the ferry. ferry. Yeah. 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 Yes. Anyway, Mark Cavendish just dislikes uh, it for the same reason that he likes riding in. He leads.
2: did ride it a little bit, <laughs> around, having uh, poo bird.
1: That's because he. Um, well, it's the main climb on the island, obviously. It's so
2: a major. It's very good
1: descent. Puiig sure. if dangerous because there's a lot of cars in it. Do you want to talk about the cars in the out uh, the Italian drivers on the Swiss Italian border? No. <laughs> and how they tried to kill you. What's your favourite climb, Steve? Uh, quite like the Umbrella, actually. That was very pleasant. The umbrella. it was yeah, quiet. Well, very pleasant. Even though tranquil. you were very ill. It was well. All, oh, that, all the grass was well manicured because it was in Switzerland. So
2: that's,
1: <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a lovely
2: climb, the Umbrella. And we—that's yeah. uh, where we saw the guy on the on the bike stacked on top of a bike. Oh well, yeah, like,
1: describe that. Because it was so weird that I had to phone you and say, did you just see... (laughs) And you were like, did you just see... Yeah, yeah. And then we had to concur that we'd seen one bike with another bike mounted. It was was one rider
2: on top of two bikes stacked on top of each other. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen climbing in Italian. It wasn't
1: climbing, Um, it was going down. Well, yeah, I mean, it obviously got up there. My favourite climb is only simply because I rode up it with um, my son when he was... 12. And where is Andrew? was he 10, he was 10. Sorry? Where what is, is Andrew? It? So it's context? not in the famous Picos de Europa in, in northern Spain, but it's not. It's just outside um, near Lacos. So it's in, in Lacoste, north, Lacoste, north-west, northwest Spain, Bamba. basically. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's not the most easy to get to, but it is very famous nowadays as one of the more established difficult climbs in the Tour of Spain. They do like to throw their goat tracks in there, don't they? Um, but this was an enjoyable climb because. Um, Dylan was had his little Dawes Espoir um, bike with tiny, tiny gears, and he flat pedals, not
0: even clipping. Yeah, yeah in, fo-
1: in his in his,
2: in his, his training, training kit. doing um, it at
0: ten. That's, that's spectacular. How long did it take? Because I mean, for oh, so if, if
2: if we went to the bottom of it, it would take almost two hours, I think. Generally, wouldn't it? So how much did time? It would take oh,
1: I mean, it? I didn't time. It. it was just a case of getting there, and he obviously wasn't able to do all of it without stopping, and neither would I have been because I realised that on I had a fifty-two. Um, 25 gearing and, and if I was doing it on my own or with one of you, you two I would have really struggled because it's so steep <coughs> the first half is fine it's a sort of 9% it's enjoyable and then the second half gets up kicks up to 23 and 24% quite regularly to the point where we would see a sign if you were going along in the home counties and you saw a sign coming up that said 13 or 14% you you would say oh my god brace and it yeah. got to the point where there were so many very very steep sections that whenever we saw a 13 or 14 percent sign we, we heaved a sigh of relief uh, for some respite um so anyway yes the, the the steepness was such that i was having to wrench on my bars um to get any torque and do
0: you mean 52
1: 34 no, I mean a fifty-two in the front, in the front sprocket, and a twenty-five, and a 25 the, on the 100%. back. Sure,
2: you were cross-chained that entire time.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. Actually, that's another corker for me. It was I was in a thirty-nine in the front. Yeah, yeah, there's no way it was a twenty-five. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, another, another one in the back. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, anyway, that's as uh, you can imagine. I was definitely pulling up on the bars if I was in a fifty-two. Yeah. However, uh, I wouldn't have made it without stopping. either in that gearing, and and it got to the point where there were stretches that just went up like an elevator into the clouds. And and I had to say to Dylan that, you know, can you just make it this extra hundred metres to that hairpin and he would just grind on. And he was unbelievably stoical, is it which was the secret to his success really. But he was so young and was obviously trying so hard that he attracted quite a lot of attention because he we happened across um I think it might have been Nicholas Porter actually. Or no no, it was it was a I can't remember, it was it was a guy who just joined Sky as a DS. And he was riding up it with some of his local. He belonged to a local club, and his wife was there supporting the club, and and she gave us um, some Sky water bottles um, with some Sky liquid in them. Well, he'd earned it. I was yeah. ten years old. And then, um. and then at the top, uh, we met this chap who was tremendously nice. Who was so taken um, with Dylan's, ach- uh, you know, achievement that. He reveal he got into conversation, revealed that he was the ex head coach of the Paralymp the Spanish Paralympian cycling team, and he uh, he had coached uh, one Javier Ochoa, hmm, who people wow. might remember as the chap who just held on to edge out Lance Armstrong in the Lord's Otacam stage in the two thousand Tour de France, a very famous stage, and and tragically um, lost his. Leg in a motorcycle accident, and then later succumbed to illness in his forties. But he had ridden successfully, won a gold medal in the Paralympics for Spain. And this chap presented to Dylan Javier Chura's bib shorts, which he had wow. in, in his boot, and indeed a lovely sp- coffee table book detailing the exploits of the Spanish Paralympian cycling team, and in, an invitation to come and have tea with him in. In, um, well he did yeah, three, three hours
2: climbing Younger has beaten many very very good cyclists. So yeah fair so play Dylan to
0: right boys shall we uh, shall we move on to making the calculation making
2: the calculation
0: thank you it's almost like Sean Kelly was in there <laughs> uh, in honour of of our favourite uh, Irish rider all time time um, and, and you know Eurosport's premier My co-commentator Irish rider is actually Martin Elliott now. I mean, Nico Roche. Um, <laughs> Sam Bennett seems a nice person. Oh, Everyone Sam. I am. And I forget Sam Bennett. For goodness Dan sake. Dan Martin.
2: I'm not, I mean, there are so many to choose. Martin, the least Irish-sounding Irishman. Around.
0: Anyway, so we're going to make the calculation for the race formerly known as E3 Harold which is now the E3, still retains the the road it's named after in its title, Bink Bank Classic.
2: It's named after a road. And yeah,
0: Steve.
1: That was my line. <laughs> I, I was initially surprised <laughs> that it was named after me, <laughs> right, yeah. and what David has done there—stolen your surprise. Uh, no, no. The only you've actually had to spare my blushes because he's like, he's he trying to help me to. to who
0: we? To, who to are we going for? Keep us on. Plans. Keep us on track here, David. Who's your? So I want from you a one and two. So your your top two favourites plus a dark horse, please. Uh,
2: so uh, my favourite will be. Ollie Nason, who I think was excellent. At the second weekend. at San Remo, yeah. Second at San Remo, looks incredibly strong. And with Philippe not in the race. Um, yes,
0: not, not winning this one by accident. No. Yeah, who knows? He's so good that he might be able to win this one by accident. And I think See. Nason will finish just ahead of Peter Sagan. Yeah, a solid, I mean, everyone's solid second. Um, outsider for you? Uh, because Simon Clark did such a good job for me, mm. I'm going to pick
2: the uh, perennial... Third a place match, man, so. uh, Sep Van Mark, who is also riding for
1: EF these yeah, days. What, what the thing about Sep Van Mark is that he's a perennial third place man. So
0: you you don't think he's got it to he finish off? Yeah.
1: He's very strong, but he doesn't have the tools to finish it off. He hasn't won a major race for a long time. Hmm. But they seem to be <coughs> you know, knocking out some results, so why not have him as a dark horse? Because he doesn't have If the you're putting tools on an each way bet, bet have
2: uh,
1: Sep Van Mark. Um, I will go for Matteo Trentin. Or a good sky shout is Moscow. Uh, Graham was was making positive noises about Owen earlier. Let's so if, if he backs that up. Um, but also, I think you know, it's it's not a tremendously, it's not as hard or attritional race as some of the other Cobble classics. It's easing its way into the season, so it could be one for the sprinters equally. So, no
0: one's mentioned a De Kernin quick Quickstep rider yet, have they?
1: No, because it's it's too fashion It's too fashionable to talk about them. Else, so we need to. It's go. not
0: fashionable. They're cleaning up every single one-day race. I'm, so, Greg Van Avermaet, GVA, is going to be um, one of my two. I'm going to go for. I think it's Stebar's turn again. They basically seem to be taking turns at dekerning
1: Stebar will never get in, in a race that isn't massively challenging in terms of its helling and uh, being small climbs. Uh, he will never get to the finish in a group small enough
0: to be able to take the sprint who do we fancy then from De Kearney Gilbert no Jungles? honestly no one they won't no. have um, my dark horse I am backing I'm, so I would have not a dark horse obviously but I'd have loved to have said Sagan but you got in there before me mm. I, I'd not, and not, he's a, he's no surprise no. um, but my dark horse is, is Duel. Um who Finished second after a dig off the front as well at, at Kerner Brussels. Kerner had he had it looked support, like, he looked very strong. He looked like he could have caught Jungles, but he, he, he and he even that there and, if they
2: had to worked together, would
1: have
0: caught Jungles. Mm, I,
1: I could even see a Magnus Court Nielsen winning in a sprint.
0: Astana's Magnus Court Nielsen.
1: Astana had a very good start
0: well, they're, they're they're
1: looking to see. Well, to they've reassert themselves as the most, the most successful,
2: but well,
0: they've, they've done it in the stage races so far, haven't they? Well, there we are. That's that's our making the calculation for this week. I think that's uh, it's time to leave it there for another week. Please do follow us um, on uh, TopTube Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, and Facebook, and Facebook, all of the
2: social platforms. By this time next week, Steve will <coughs> actually watch some cycling,
0: which will be nice. Well, yeah, which we're all looking forward to. By George, I'm going to watch some cycling. <laughs> no, none more so than Steve. So, Steve, it's 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 good night from you, Sally david goodbye from you yeah goodbye goodbye (laughs) and it's goodbye from me see you next week